Trusting God in troubled times. How many of you have trouble? Okay. How many of you are trouble? Okay. Four of you. Okay. Good. <laughs> I mean, we, we acknowledge that, don't we? And uh, as we stop and we think about our lives, there are troubled times. And the reality of that is if you're in a troubled time, Lord willing, you'll be coming out of kind of that tough time. Maybe sometime soon. It, it may last through your life. But if you're not in a troubled time, what's going to happen soon? A troubled time. I mean, that's just, and it could be a major crisis or it could be a small thing. But there are always things that happen that we don't expect. And when we get in those troubled times, what should we do? What? Okay, we should seek God. What is our tendency? Yeah, so sometimes we try to deal with it on our own, trying to fix all the problems, which sometimes we can get through them, right? What are some other tendencies people have when it comes to troubles? Okay, yeah, shunning God, turning away from God. Yeah, some, have you ever seen someone do that? Sadly, yeah. In fact, you ever had a time, maybe it was a small one, but where you turned away from God during that? I mean, you got real angry at God, at least for a little bit. And you're like, whoa, what was I thinking? And you praise God for him using his word. Jim, I think you said something. Complain. Yeah. I mean, uh, what, did, what did the children of Israel do in the years of, of I was going to say whining, in the years in the wilderness? They murmured, didn't they? <laughs> they complained. And it's so easy to do that. How about fear? Do people struggle with fear when there's trouble times? What's going to happen? How am I going to get through this? What's going to go on? But ultimately, our focus has to be on whom? God. I think, I think Paul, it was you who mentioned we have to seek God which is really where we're headed for this morning. Uh, many people respond with fear. Uh, now stop and think about it. I'm not asking you to share this out loud, but how do you respond to the difficult situations in life? I'm going to give you a couple seconds to really process that because I think it's important to, for us to evaluate our own lives. How do you respond? Whether it's a major crisis or a minor one, maybe you're in a crisis and this was your first response. What was your first response? Maybe your first response was to turn to God in prayer. Somebody shared, I think it was Joanne who shared in the opener, trust in the Lord, that verse. But maybe your second response then is to begin to worry and fear, right, or whatever it may be. So evaluate that. How do you generally respond in situations? God doesn't want you to respond with fear, though, does he? God doesn't want you to respond with murmuring. In fact, 2 Timothy 1.7, for God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a what? Sound mind. And yet our tendency is to fear, or our tendency is to complain, or our tendency is to try to fix it ourselves. But where does the sound or the clear mind come from? It's God himself. And yet, that only comes as we seek him. Many people say, well, you just need to clear your thinking. And now, are there some practical things sometimes we can do to help clear our thinking? What are some practical things? then you're right there i think there are but what are some of them then okay so meditating now as christians we say meditating is revolving the word of god in our mind not just emptying your mind of everything um right it really isn't a funny thing some people just try to make fun of it, it, it that kind of meditation isn't a funny thing but some people meditate what else do people do they do and they should because again all scripture 
right? Scripture has been given for our benefit. We're reminded of that. Uh, my mind went blank. What is that? 1 Timothy 3.16, something like that, or 2 Timothy 3.16. Uh, but it's the Word of God that we have to go back to and meditate. In fact, this afternoon in our afternoon service, we're going to start a new series, How to Memorize the Bible. Because that's a tough thing. The discipline, I mean, so many aspects. So we're going to spend a few weeks dealing with how to memorize the Bible. But really meditating on Scripture. Not emptying your mind, but looking back to the Word of God. Because Romans 12, verse 2 says the importance of renewing our mind. How do we do that? With the Word of God. So, practical thing, read Scripture. Maybe you need to control your breathing. Slow that down and breathe steadily. You ever seen someone hyperventilate? You ever see someone, maybe you have... Don't point fingers, but have you ever seen someone give themselves a panic attack? Right? I mean, sometimes it's because they breathe so fast and they don't control their thoughts. Well, we've got to direct our thinking, though that can be so difficult to do. And so really, we stop, and how do we respond to difficult situations? It's got to be going back to Scripture, which is really where we're going today. But the top of the lesson, I can't remember, did I, I think I put it on the top, the, the title of our lesson today, not just trusting God in troubled times, that's our series, yeah. So in the midst, midst of all this, we have to make spiritual investments. <gasps> How do we do this? I can barely control my emotions as it is. Which, of course, we know as men, and all of you teenage girls in here, as men, we know that's not just a girl's thing. Don't we? I mean, we have to control our emotions at times. We have to direct our emotions. It's a real life thing because God made us in his image. As, as Karen mentioned this morning, Jesus wept. That scripture verse, I, I think, is so revealing. And so important for us to understand. So again, we've got to deal with some of these things. Um, man, we can look at what some people do. They turn away from God. Some believers, they turn away from God. They doubt God. But we don't have to. But we're, if we're left to our own thinking, our natural tendency is to see that God is not good. There's songs, uh, God is so good, or uh, there's one that I know Majesty Music wrote. In fact, actually, uh, I think it was Jonathan Hamilton before he ended up taking his own life, but realizing, God, you are always good. You are only good. We've got to see that. But not just because we believe it, but because the Word of God says it. Like Pastor Bob said, we've got to go back to the Word of God. So really today, we're going to look at five principles to help make the right decision to invest spiritually in these times. Instead of letting our emotions control us and just checking out on life, or at least some of our main responsibilities, but to how do we invest spiritually even in the difficult times? It's not easy, but God wants to strengthen us as we do that. Uh, Matthew 6, 19 through 34, we're not going to look at all of these verses, but this is really the passage. Paul, you referred to this truth a while ago, seeking God which is what we've got to do. So, Pastor Bob mentioned one of the ways you seek God, reading the Bible. What else do you do? Pray. The old kid song, right? Read your Bible, pray every day. That's simple. It's easier to say than to do, though, isn't it? Because we get in these troubled times, and our, our brains run wild. It's not just you teenagers. As adult men, our brains sometimes run wild, don't they? How am I going to fix this? What's going to happen? And I don't stop and control my thinking. Not me controlling it, but really directing it back to God. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart and lean not unto thine own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge him and he shall 
the right that path. It starts through seeking God. So he has to be that focus. So in the midst of troubled times, which we go through constantly, Pastor Bob, in your life, even of ministry, you've had troubled times after troubled times. Now, it's not always been trouble, but, I mean, that's just the cycles we live in. And if that happens to a preacher who's lived for God, that's going to happen to all of us, isn't it? So how do we then continue to invest spiritually during those times instead of giving up? We have to seek God. And really, that's what this whole passage, Matthew 6, 19 through 34, talks about. Verse 19, actually, verse 20. Who will read verse 20? I'll read verse 20, and then I'll give you guys an opportunity to read some of these others while you're getting there. But lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven, where neither moth nor rust doth corrupt, and where thieves do not break through nor steal. This is coming on the heels of verse 19, where it talks about how lay not up for yourselves treasures on earth, where moth and rust doth corrupt, and where thieves break through and steal. So you're making a spiritual investment in this lifetime. And this life only lasts so long. But we can invest spiritually all the time. And it's going to look different from time to time. But we can invest spiritually. Someone read verse 21 for me. Go ahead, Nick. Uh, yes. So in the midst of the troubled times, we have to look to God. That's where our treasure, our focus has to be. And that's really where this lesson's getting to today. Uh, thanks, Hannah. You were able to get that on. That is such a blessing. Uh, number one, if we're going to invest spiritually, make spiritual investments when times are tough, we need to lay up treasures in heaven. We've got to prioritize our spiritual investment and lay up treasures in heaven. That's got to be our focus. Proverbs 13, 22. A good man leaveth an inheritance to his children's children, and the wealth of the sinner is laid up for the just. Proverbs 21, 20. There is treasure to be desired and oil in the dwelling of the wise, but a foolish man spendeth it up. Again, we're not just talking about here on earth. Right now we're talking about the spiritual treasure. Again, we want to be wise with our finances here on earth. But how are you going to invest spiritually? It, we really see what Jesus Christ has said. Matthew 25, verse 27. Thou oughtest therefore to have put my money to the exchangers, and then at my coming I should have received mine own with usury. Who remembers what parable this is referring to? The man, the rich man who went away and he gave money to his servants to invest? Yeah, the slothful servant. What are you doing even in the troubled times? Are you being a slothful servant? It's easy to. Uh, what is the song? Um, what was it Jungle Book? I think anybody ever seen the old Jungle Book cartoon from Disney? Uh, I think, uh, is it The Bear? I can't remember. Somebody sings a song, Doing What Comes Naturally. When I live my life doing what comes naturally in troubled times, I will not invest for eternity. I'm going to try to get out of my trouble now or bury myself in a cocoon to protect me. Have you ever seen people do that? Right? They just wrap themselves up and try to protect themselves, and they make no spiritual investments. But that's not what God wants me to do. I've got to prioritize spiritual investment by laying up treasures in heaven. This doesn't exclude earthly investments. Again, we, we looked at some scripture already. We've talked about that. This doesn't exclude earthly investments. Though I'm laying them up for God, but it shouldn't be my focus. It should not be my focus, though. We have responsibility. 
few teenagers getting ready to go off, whether it's to, to college or getting ready to find a career for your life. You've got to be faithful and wise with these decisions. But that can't be just your focus. And in the midst of troubled times, I, my focus can't simply be to get out of this or have enough money so I don't have troubled times. Again, we have to be wise with our finances. But we have to trust God. And so we're reminded here, it doesn't exclude earthly investments, though this should not be your focus. So what should you focus on? Things that matter for eternity. Right? That's really where our focus has to be. Things that matter for eternity, which is the word of God, which is prayer. Easier said than done. You're going to experience something this week that's a troubled time. It might only be a five-minute troubled event, but you will experience something. What's going to be your first thought? Oh, and then hopefully you run to Christ in prayer. Instead of running away from him, focus on things that matter for eternity. Uh, there was a, a pastor, Pastor George Truitt, at First Baptist Church in Dallas, uh, really... It was one of the richest churches, and so he went to a rich rancher there in the area. And the rancher was telling the pastor, hey, pastor, I, I own everything you can see for miles around. And yet the pastor asked him a probing question. But how much do you own as you look up? How much are you laying aside for heaven? How much are you investing for eternity now? So we've got to prioritize spiritual investment, even when times get tough. Again, that's why we have to do this ahead of time, isn't it? We make these decisions ahead of time, or otherwise we just won't make them. So focus on things that matter for eternity. Number two, purpose for spiritual investment. It's not just prioritize spiritual investment. You've got to purpose and make that commitment. Why? Because God's work takes money, doesn't it? It takes money. It's interesting, as we go back to Matthew chapter 6, we aren't to lay up treasures on earth but we are to lay up treasures in heaven. But does God negate the things of earth? No, he doesn't at all. Uh, man, in fact, uh, verse number 26. Somebody read verse 26. Yes. So did the birds, do they have earthly needs? Now, they're not eternal, are they? <laughs> but they have earthly needs. And the comparison here is if God takes care of them, and by the way, he, has to, he does use things of this earth to do that, he'll take care of you, trusting in God, focusing on him. But we've got to purpose for spiritual investment. God's work does take money. God uses the things of this earth. Does God use the money to cool down this building to make it comfortable for people to worship God? Yeah. How about uh, sending out missionaries? Does God use earthly money so that we can support missions work? Yeah. Or the, the Harvest Fest coming up for you teenagers. It costs money to go. Now, praise the Lord. And I know I mentioned it Wednesday evening. The Lord gave and provided, and all of that finance was covered for all our teens to go to Harvest Fest. But it takes earthly money to put on some of these things. So we can't negate the earthly, but we've got to prioritize and purpose for that spiritual investment. Spiritual investment directs your heart. Spiritual investment directs your heart. What do you think? We read verses 20, 21, 
I think someone read that. For where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. You see that in all of life. How many of you teenagers have recently taken driver's training? I think three of you right, recently within the last three years, Noel. Okay. Okay, two years. There we go. Recently. Okay. Now, what, what were you guys told to do if you're driving down a straight road? Okay, you're supposed to stay on the right side. That's correct if you're here in America, right? If you're in uh, some of those European countries, you can stay on the left side. Uh, but, but how do you stay driving straight down the road in the middle of your lane? Focus how far in front of you? For where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. If you focus far in front of you, right, going down a straight road, you're going to drive straight down the road. How many of you have ever been behind someone, driving behind someone that is, or riding for those of you who don't drive, and that car in front of you is just swerving? Right? Now, if you pass that car, what may that person have been doing? Um, <laughs> in our world today, that's often a thing. They're not focused very far in front of them. And so thus, they can't drive very good. But that's how it is in life. Jeff, I think you referred to the scripture earlier in the opener that where God's thoughts are higher than our thoughts, and yet he knows the plans he has for us. We focus on God. You teens that are getting ready for college or career choices. Focusing on God, not just, what am I going to do now? And you're focused right here. But on the big picture, spiritual investments. Us older ones, how are we focused on spiritual investments? We've got a purpose for those in all of life because God's work takes money. And then that spiritual investment directs my heart. R.B. Ouellette said, where our heart is, there we will put our treasure. Which is so true. Where your heart is, that's where you're going to put your treasure. Laying it up. Think about this. Now, I don't know who, okay? And, and that's good. I don't know who gave. Someone gave, a couple people gave, I know, for Harvest Fest. Why? Why would someone have done that? Okay, God prompted their heart. Did they, what's that? To invest. So God prompted their heart to give. So they would invest in the next generation. Ultimately, was that an internal investment? Yes, it was. It was a spiritual investment that God is going to bless, not just this year, forever. Because that is laying up treasure in heaven. That's what we're talking about, even when life gets tough. God blesses. We purpose for spiritual investment, whether life is easy or whether life is tough. And then some precautions about spiritual investment. There are some things we've got to be cautious of. Precautious that we have to, precautions that we have to take. And we see those in verse number 22. Somebody read verse 22 out loud if you would. Okay, so what comes through the eye? How do you see stuff? Light. Different tones of light or different... Uh, if your eye is single, you've got one focus in life. James 1 verse 5. We looked at that briefly last Sunday morning. It says a double-minded man is unstable. His eye isn't single. It's not singly focused. That's what we're going through here. Jesus Christ is his teaching. Uh, here we're reminded... The light of the body is the eye. If therefore thine eye be single, thy whole body shall be full of light. Keeping a single focus will keep you going straight. Uh, Hannah and Noel, you talked about that with the driving down the roads. That's what it is. Joanne mentioned it in the opener. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart. 
again, when we're going through difficult times, it's so easy to get distracted. Right? Man, we've seen people do that. I don't want to get distracted, though. In the troubled times, maybe you do this, or <clears throat> at least some people do it, right? Not, not you. You ever uh, known someone, or really, you ever had negative self-talk? I'm so this or that or whatever's going on, and I'm just stupid, and I can't do this. And I, Well, wait a second. Is that a single focus? No, we're focusing on us and not on God. Now, we may be in troubled times because of our own foolish choices, right? That's happened before to all of us. But there are some choices that, some things that happen. Man, Pastor Bob, I think of you with the cancer. That, that didn't come because of your choices. That came because you live in a sin-cursed world. <laughs> but yet, Pastor Bob could let that overwhelm him and defeat him, right? Couldn't he? We've seen people, I've seen pastors who do that. Man, I praise the Lord, Pastor Bob, for your testimony of trusting God in the midst of this. That's how it's got to be for all of us. Whatever difficult time comes in our life, having that focus of investing in eternity. Has Pastor Bob stopped investing in eternity? You all see that in his example. Again, praise the Lord, but he hasn't. But he could. And all of us could. Now, again, that investment changes throughout life and different time frames and of different responsibilities. But are you going to be faithful to trust God and to, to be cautious not to let your distractions around you draw your focus away from God? But to trust him. Uh, James 1, verses 1 through 11. Again, we looked at that last Sunday morning in the AM service. Count it all joy when you fall into different kinds of trials or temptations or struggles. Why? Because you can grow spiritually. But if you don't focus on God, you won't grow spiritually. You'll run away from Christ. Man, I've got a good friend that I think of from my high school years. And, man, we were great friends. We would do, uh, you know how you teenagers do your devotions in the crouches, keep, keep accounting records of that and try to encourage you along with that. We had a program where we did devotions and memorized scripture, and we had to take sermon notes and do different things of serving in church. And, man, my friend, he was involved in all of that. He was faithful. And it sure seemed, everything I could see, he loved God, and, man, he was purposed on that. In fact, he, he ended up graduating high school, and he went off to Bible college. At least he worked at Bible camp for the summer up at Northland, uh, and he worked at, at camp up there. And he didn't end up having enough money for that fall, so he went home, and he got a job, and that money began to distract him. The trial of not having the money to go, but he never had money before. came from a, a family that really struggled financially. And as soon as he got that money, it burned a hole in his pocket. And he bought this, and he got that. And uh, began to just challenge him. He was older than me, and just challenge him, hey, this is, man, be cautious. Well, these distractions and the trials of having, having money distracted him from walking with God. And today, my friend, has nothing to do with God. Uh, and really seeing a lot of baggage, sad baggage that he's experienced through his adult years because of those choices and those troubled times of where his focus went. So let's purpose on spiritual investment and take caution to not get distracted and let these things draw us away. So then, uh, number four, protections of spiritual investment. There are some protections. And really, what is that? Your spiritual investments are safe. Where did we see that in this passage? 
Where did we see that in, in Matthew 6, that your spiritual investments are safe? Yeah, in heaven. Verse number 20. Lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven where neither moth nor rust doth corrupt. It doesn't happen there. And where thieves can't break through and steal. Anybody ever had something stolen from you, whether it's small or big? Right? I think that's probably affected most of us. That can't happen to your spiritual investment. A rich businessman invested in a, in a church building for uh, their church family and just put a lot of his money in that. A few years later, he lost his business and had nothing. And a friend and him were walking by this church building. And his friend said, man, I'll bet you wish you didn't invest in that church. And he said, you know what? I'm so glad I did because that investment will last for eternity. I would still have nothing now. So let's, in our troubled times, not forget to love God and trust him, investing for eternity because the protections, it's safe, regardless of what happens here on earth. Because God feeds the birds of the air and clothes the fields with flowers. We looked at that, Matthew 6, verse 26, but really all the way through verse 31. If God can take care of the things on earth, God will take care of you and me. Uh, there's an old song, God will take care of you through every day or all the way. He will take care of you. He will. If you know Jesus Christ as Savior. Now that doesn't mean life's going to be easy. But he's faithful. And you and I can trust God in troubled times to invest in eternity. And then number five, promise of spiritual investment. Should we set some goals? Yeah. Some people set the goal of, you've got it there on your page, some people set the goal of what? Just earthly responsibilities. Save money and get wealth. Should that be the one we set? No. Some people set that though. But really, we should set the goal of living for God. And when you have that as your goal when times are easy, not that it makes it easy when times are tough, but it makes it a little easier because your mindset is already there with all the distractions. You ever known someone, and maybe you have done this, this is a struggle that I have, when, when stress happens, a lot of heavy stress, my brain tends to freeze up and I just can't think clearly. Anybody else ever struggle like that? Good, I'm glad I'm not the only one. I, that, I'm just being truthful. That's something that can easily happen to me. But in the midst of that, if we've already made some prior commitments, I will live for God. I don't have to uh, try to think of that one. Now I have to, again, pause and remember, but I've made those spiritual commitments and promises. God, I will live for you. Again, there's a lot of other things, some practical things, but again, it all goes back to the Word of God. That's how we get it through those times, focusing on spiritual investment, making the goal of living for God because God will take care of you. So seek God first. What, what are you going to invest in? We say that we can seek God first, and we, we say we do. I think if each of us were asked this morning, do you seek God first? Our, our easy answer would be yes. But now I just want you to evaluate your own life. Evaluate your own life. I, I asked early on, how do people respond to difficult situations? How do you? When your difficult situation happens this week, what are you going to do? Focus on how to get out and how to cope? Or still focus on investing in eternity? 
because I'm walking with God. Now, we have to be faithful with our responsibilities. There are extra responsibilities that come at times because of trials. But we must invest in eternity. And that's going to look different in every life and every situation. But let's promise and commit to spiritual investment. Commit to live for God. It's not easy. And the, the nice cliche is, it's not easy, but it's always best. But the reality is, it is. Even the psalmist said, I had fainted unless I had believed to see the goodness of the Lord in the, does anybody know the rest of that verse? Land of the living. Not just someday in heaven. But God does show his goodness to us on earth, even in the midst of trials. So let's invest in eternity. Because God is so good. He's so good to me. And I'm so thankful.